Good evening. Happy Wednesday. Happy hump day. I posted a meme this morning from one of uh, my favorite songs from the 80s or 90s, whenever it was. And, you know, and the interesting thing is, is that back then, you know, I've always loved a smooth groove. I was never a big Bon Jovi fan. But I actually like the music now in uh, as like old school music. And he had this song, whoa, we're halfway there. So we are. Yeah, I know. DJ Carrot Sticks is It's hump day. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. DJ Carrot Sticks is looking at me through the booth window like, girl, don't sing. All well, right. that song, that Living on a Prayer is a song that you're talking about. Yeah. And that song, when any time it's a packed karaoke place or any any bar and that song comes on, everybody loves to go, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, well, I mean, it's a great anthem to sing. Uh, and y'all know that voice. Let me give you a proper introduction, my friend. That was DJ Carrot Sticks. Aren't you the man from the Empire show? That movie? Yes. Got a problem? <laughs> yeah. Um, um, why do you... Doing around here, right, yeah. guys, guys, come on, the accent, more white, more racist, hippily. Oh, <laughs> oh, okay, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Is that the clip you were telling me about where they were, yes, the, they parody. were sta- the parody, they were staging it? I am so glad you played that because the fallout from the Smollett exoneration, which was not an exoneration because everybody involved, even the state's attorney, Fox, she didn't come out, she didn't say he didn't do it. She just basically said, we're accepting the $10,000 forfeiture and community service as payment for it. And the guy actually, actually, she wasn't even the one who said that. The guy who, because who, she had to recuse herself, she steps down. And the guy, MAGA or at MAGS or whatever his name was, he asked, was asked point blank yesterday, did he lie? Did he do this? And he's like, yeah, so everybody knows that the guy did it. But yet he's still going around acting like he didn't. He actually went on Good Morning. My question was, he went, I guess he went on Good Morning America this morning, continuing to push this hoax. And I'm thinking, why? and while he's pushing the hoax, he's blaming, he's saying that it was the Nigerian brothers who did it. But it's like, did she ask him, well, wait a second. You said it was some white dudes. These, you're, and that doesn't even make sense. How can you go on Good Morning America and and continue to say that you didn't lie while now shifting and saying it was these black Nigerian brothers who did it? That doesn't even make any sense. Your lie doesn't even make any sense. But here's the good news for you out there who are outraged over this, as well as the Fraternal Order of Police, who have now filed a second complaint and inquiry. The first one evidently was when Ms. Fox recused herself, acting like she did something good, when the reality was she only recused herself after her efforts on behalf of Michelle Obama's chief of staff went nowhere. She didn't get what she wanted out of Superintendent Johnson, which was to have the Chicago Police Department step out and give it completely over to the FBI, which is where she expected the case to go to die. And that's why she was pushing for that. Only then did she recuse herself. They filed a a complaint and an inquiry uh, with the uh, state attorney general office, uh, AG's office, I think it was the state AG's office, at the U.S. attorney's office in Illinois at the time. Now they have filed a second complaint given the fact that what was done, not just the, the dropping of the charges, but the way that it was done. And when they did this, some rush hearing, while everybody involved, the police department, the feds, and everybody else was at some meeting and nobody got any notification. But here's the good news for everybody who's concerned about it. We now know exactly what he did for community service that they that the uh, state's attorney's office felt like that in combination with $10,000 meant that he had paid his debt to society for what he did. Uh, do you have, did you hear DJ Carrot Sticks? Do you know what he did for his community service? No. 
Okay. Uh, let me give you Can a you hint. you read uh, books to children? At the library. Oh, it's so funny you should. Say, it's so funny you should say that because um, who was it who uh, one of the greatest um, parodies of all time? And it wasn't a parody. It was Jesse Jackson Jr. was reading the book Green Eggs and Ham. Right. So you were close. He actually went and did eighteen hours at Jesse Jackson Jr.'s Rainbow Push Coalition. This scumbag supposedly was has an idea cook obviously this was cooked up with the state's attorney's office we need to find you some community service somewhere so then we can go in front of the judge and say he's paid he's he's given back to the community what did he do he goes to rainbow push coalition he didn't even bother to go out and into a community and actually pick up some trash on the side of the road no he goes and he stuffs envelopes Works in the bookstore. DJ Carrot Sticks was close. Sells merchandise. So there are the state's attorney's idea of giving back to the community is putting money in the pocket of Jesse Jackson Jr.? Are you kidding me? And then he provided, on top of that, then he provided, this was given back to the community according to this article. This is according to TMZ. The other value he brought in terms of service to the community was given a critique to Saturday's broadcast of the Rainbow coalition this is absolutely it it just continues to get worse and the left is supposed to be the party of black lives matter which oh by the way judge janine Pirro, i posted uh, the link on my facebook page won her case against black lives matter but this is the or this is the left telling us they're supposed to be the party of black lives matter they're supposed to be the party that's been telling us how how upset that they are that there's disproportionate Amounts of black men in prison. And it, it, they don't care about black men. If they cared about black men, cared about immigrants, are supposed to be the party of immigrants, they wouldn't have worked so hard to get this criminal, put him back out on the streets, while other black men are sitting in prison. It's President Trump who's out working on prison reform to try to get men who are still in prison for 10 years on low-level possession of marijuana out. No, this is their idea of, of contributing to the community. Well, the funny thing on the Rainbow Push store, one of the one of the main things they saw is T-shirts, and one of the T-shirts says "From Jails to Jobs." No. Yeah. <laughs> this is such an insult. This what a spitball in the face of America, and most importantly, in the face of Black Americans, in the face of Black people in in Chicago. Who were subject, as we talked about last night, black on black crime. Six figures was spent and resources diverted away from black victims in Chicago for this man. Black people in this country were used and exploited in a despicable way to not only raise his profile, but also to try to continue to demonize white Americans, Trump supporters, and MAGA hat wearers. And then we got that idiot co-star of his, Taji P. Henson or whatever, saying, oh, the truth has come out and it set him free. Where is the character and the integrity of anybody associated with this man? If she had half the amount of character in, um, I, I can't, for loss of a better analogy, I mean, you know, she's, she's, she's got worse character than Jesse Jackson Jr. at this point to me. None of these people have any care. They're despicable. You should at least come out and say, we're glad, you know, 
sorry this happened, somehow accept some responsibility here and try to make people feel better about it. Because you know what? There are actually black people in this country that are falsely imprisoned. Black people in this country, like Alice Johnson, I supported President Trump in working with Kim Kardashian and getting that woman freed. She'd spent decades behind bars for some low-level possession crime. She'd paid her debt to society. The message to black America, if you're, pay, if, 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 if you're paying attention, the message to black America from the Democrat Party is they don't care about you. Unless you were connected to Michelle Obama, unless you're one of the elites. This isn't, even, this isn't about black privilege. People have been hashtagging that all day long. No, this is about political privilege. This is about being an elite. And the black community in, in, in America started getting that, started picking up on that a while ago, back in 2014, which is why they peeled off from the Democrat Party and decided to join with Republicans, gave control of both houses of Congress to Republicans to stop the, the open borders because they knew their jobs were being taken by all these illegals coming into this country. And it's another reason why there's been a Blexit because they knew that their lives were no better after eight years of Obama. Obama promised to heal the racial divisions. The Democrat Party said, if we get a black president, he's going to make the lives of black Americans better. And they're worse off. They were worse off after eight years of Obama. Now they've got uh, unemployment at the lowest rate that it's ever been for minorities and not just black Americans, but Hispanics in this country. He has been working on prison reform because we had the mandatory sentencing was, was off the charts and wrong. He's been working with different programs to try to get investments back in the black community to try to help them get, get small business loans so that they can become entrepreneurs in their community, which, which, rises them up out of poverty instead of keeping them oppressed, keeping them on the plantation, dependent on a government. It's shameful what the Democrat Party has done with their identity politics. We're going to take a break. We come back. We're going to continue because they're shifting now. They've got a new plan. I don't know if you saw, but AOC's Green New Deal went down in flames. They can see that the, the, they're losing here with the, that minority group, the African-Americans, with what they've done. There, So they've got a plan on how they can shift and get back in the identity politics game, exploiting another group. And we've got Rachel Bovard is going to be with us to explain. She's the Conservative Partnership Senior Policy Director, and she's going to be here after the break to talk about the next shift. Because they got to go from one group to the next, right? Exploiting whoever that they can for power. So we're going to talk to Rachel about this when we come back. And 888-344-1170 if you got anything on your mind. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K, spelled K-A-Y-E. You don't know what you don't know. Your assets don't have to be paid off to need an estate plan. Andrea K here, recently recognized top San Diego attorney Rod Hatley is honest, fair, caring, and has helped so many of my friends. It's in Rod's heart to help others avoid what he experienced firsthand, a costly, devastating seven-year probate after his father's death. Don't let your assets, paid off or not, go to probate. For your free consultation, contact Rod through his website, HatleyLawGroup.com. That's H-A-T-L-E-Y LawGroup.com. HatleyLawGroup.com. 
Many of us know how high school today is not the same as the high school in the 60s and 70s. Pressure to achieve, the competitiveness, the anxiety to fit in, and the loneliness has made being a teenager a pretty tough job today. In Bob Walter's book, Facing Reality in American Education, he looks at ways to help young people understand how amazing they really are, for students to discover their gifts and talents, to excel and be all they can be. I'm sure you agree. Purchase your copy of Facing Reality in American Education today at Amazon.com. FM 96.1 North County, AM 1170 San Diego. The answer. The answer. San Diego has gone interactive. Download our free app to get special offers, deals, and more than just status updates and pictures of cats from your smartphone. Did you hear something that you want to weigh in on? Download the free The Answer app to instantly call or email the station straight from your mobile device. Download our free app today. The Answer San Diego, the best conservative coverage in San Diego. There's not going to be a President Donald Trump. We're not going to be president. Never be president. I continue to believe Mr. Trump will not be president. There certainly were a lot of people saying Trump wouldn't be president. Talk about collusion with a capital C. Andrea Kay here. Visit TheAnswerSanDiego.com for your chance to win a poster-sized expose from the Epic Times on Spygate, linking all the players in some of America's most powerful agencies that were against Donald Trump's presidential campaign. You must be a VIP club member to enter. For details, visit TheAnswerSanDiego.com. Donald Trump is not going to be president of the United States. Take it to the bank. Message and data rates may apply. Please don't text while driving. If you've been in business more than 20 minutes, you've probably printed your logo on all kinds of promotional products. We all know logos work because they're on everything from the top of skyscrapers to the bottom of shoes. Ever wondered why or how to best use your logo to grow your business? Let us show you today for free. We're 4imprint, promotional product experts at your service. We're giving away the latest issue of Amplify, the digital magazine that reveals promotional product success stories absolutely free to everyone who texts WOW11 to 88988. At 4imprint, we make your logo look perfect on thousands of promotional items. With our 100% guarantee, it'll be right the first time, on time, every time. Your free e-magazine will reveal invaluable insights that can attract new customers, build your brand, and grow your business. Get the latest issue of Amplify absolutely free by texting WOW11 to 88988. That's W-O-W-1-1 to 88988. Have you racked up more than $10,000 in credit card debt? Are you barely getting by, making minimum payments? You should know. The credit card companies are tricking you into thinking there's no way out. Credit card companies would rather you didn't know that there are ways you can become debt-free and you don't have to pay the entire amount you owe. There are debt relief programs that help people like you escape overwhelming credit card debt. National Debt Relief has helped tens of thousands of people just like you reduce more than $500 million of debt. National Debt Relief has helped so many people, they're A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau. You don't have to declare bankruptcy or take out a consolidation loan. You have the right to settle your debt for a mere fraction of what you owe. Reduce a large portion of your debt now. Call National Debt Relief at 800-694-7394. 800-694-7394. That's 800-694-7394. FM 96.1 AM 1170. The Answer. Andrea Kay, the donut queen of San Diego. It's the Andrea Kay Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. I have no idea why DJ Carrot Sticks is playing such ominous-sounding bummer music. Is that like a Star Wars theme? Wait for the beat to drop. Here it comes. 
get it. Get it. I don't get it. What is that? Is that he Bon Jovi living on a prayer? What is that? No, but it's not ominous. You had to wait for the beat to drop. Oh, okay. Uh, you made it sound like you were going to play something phenomenal, like, you know, hypnotized by Biggie or something like that. Anyway, joining me now, uh, before the break, we were talking about this whole Jesse Smollett thing. And this the issues going on with that are, are far bigger than Jesse Smollett. It really has to do, as I talked about, there's a lot of identity politics uh, at, at play here. But most importantly, I think the message to black Americans should be the Democrat Party don't care about you. They only care about those that are well-connected to them, the elites, those with the high profile, those who are buddies and who get to bump up against Michelle Obama and people like that. The rest of y'all, they don't care about you. It's Donald Trump working on prison reform. It's Donald Trump working to make your lives better through policies of regulations and low taxation and investments in communities that are going to help you. Come over, come over to, this, to the side that actually does care about you. Okay, forget worrying about identity politics and focus on on policies that are actually going to help you and your community. Um, and uh, they're, the next uh, role of uh, the other group at the left is now trying to make a play for coming back. Of course, they lost uh, on their Green New Deal, which was the ultimate play that was supposed to take over the lives of all the identity groups that failed yesterday. But they've got some plans involving women. And here to discuss that is the Conservative Partnerships Senior Policy Director, Rachel Bovard. Hey, Rachel, welcome back to the show. Hi there. Thanks for having me. Hey, um, before we talk about this uh, this uh, upcoming push that they've got uh, dealing with women, that Paycheck Fairness Act, I want to get your thoughts on Jesse Smollett. Girl, did you hear where he actually did his community service? I did not, uh, but I will not be surprised when you tell me where it is. Je- <laughs> I can't even say it with a straight face. Jesse, Jesse Jackson's Rainbow Push Coalition. You do not like green eggs and ham? <laughs> For real. Yeah, he did He did such important work for the community as stuffing membership envelopes and critiquing their Saturday broadcast. He did all this uh, over, over the weekend in, a, in an obvious, oh, where can we go, you know, to, try to, to have me try to put in a few hours, right, that they can then use as justification. Rainbow Push came out and said that they thought that he was there just to volunteer, that it wasn't part of any kind of community service plan, which I think is them just trying to distance themselves from the despicable, cynical play here. Um, but could it get any worse, Rachel, that that's what his community service was? No, and I think it just goes to show that there is a raging double standard. I mean, there are plenty of problems with, with politics and criminal justice in Chicago, uh, and I think we're all paying attention to this one. But there is a raging double standard for people who are well-connected. Uh, the federal government has begun an investigation into Michelle Obama's chief of staff weighing in on this. And also today we found news that uh, the Senate staffer who broke into a Senate office to post information about uh, personal information, email addresses and home addresses of United States Republican senators online during the Kavanaugh hearings, just got a plea deal. So he's not doing any jail time either. No. And and, and his father is a very wealthy Democrat donor. And so it just goes to show that if you're wealthy and politically connected in this country, particularly on the Democrat side, you have nothing to worry about when it comes to criminal justice. Well, I posted earlier on Facebook, uh, you know, kind of a a thought starter question, a provocative question of have we completely lost the rule of law in America? We've got open borders and sanctuary cities. We've got the elites in this country getting away with crimes and literally laughing in our faces about it. Hillary Clinton laughed laughed over over crap in different interviews involving her felonious email scheme. We've got this whole the weaponized FBI and DOJ against us. At what point are are average Americans, Rachel, going to go, you know 
what? Why, why am I going to obey the abide if, if they're not? At what point do Americans rise up and say, I'm not going to obey the law anymore? And then we've just got, got complete anarchy. No, that's right. But I think it's, it's pervasive and insidious, this idea that wealthy, connected, politically connected people have a different standard of justice than the rest of us. That is something I think that Trump ran on, right? I think it is something that is central to Trump's popularity is that there is two Americas, uh, you know, the, the sort of populist Make America Great America and the rest of people. And I think that is been enhancing Trump's popularity. And I think Democrats and Republicans on, on both sides of these issues need to recognize that. Their way of doing business is, is going out of style. People are recognizing that there's two Americas. Uh, and they're starting to pay attention. Well, but, but then but then it gets to the question of it's been two years. He did run on that. When when American people chanted lock her up, it was not meaningless and it was not specific to her. It was because even before all of this, we already knew that there was two sets of laws. We knew that she violated the Espionage Act while Christian Saucier was ripped apart from his family and spent a year in jail for six photos. So here we are two years in and we and it just seems like it's getting worse. What's the solution here before we then get into the uh, the Paycheck Fairness Act? You know, I think this is still an issue. I think Trump is trying to address it. I think he's bringing to light a lot of, uh, you know, sort of duplicity, especially within the, the mainstream uh, political parties. And I do think it's going to continue to be an issue in 2020. I think Democrats should be pressed on this. They claim to be the party of the working man, but they are more and more the party of corporate interests. Yeah. Uh, and I think Republicans have been held to account on this, but Democrats have not been. And so I think this is an issue. Are they the party of, you know, politically connected corporate interests or are they the party of the people? That's something I think they should be tested on in 2020. Well, I'm hoping uh, that if we've got the Fraternal Order of Police that has placed uh, two complaints and asked for inquiries, I'm hoping that it's also going to involve an investigation into, into why both Michelle Obama and Barack Obama were forced to cough up their law licenses. We've never given any, any explanation for that. And John McCain uh, refused to allow Sarah Palin or anybody else to actually uh, vet Obama when he was running for president. We've never gotten an explanation for that. So, um, you know, the, Chicago is corrupt. So is the Democrat Party. And Rahm Emanuel was a little disingenuous yesterday when he was complaining about how there's two sets of laws. Because I didn't hear him say anything about Hillary Clinton getting, getting away with all of the felonies that she committed and that she still uh, has not been investigated properly for any of the crimes that she's committed. Okay, let's shift gears. Because we know that one of the reasons why we lost in 2012 was because the Republican Party did a crappy job in responding to the left, portraying the Republican Party as the party that hates women, and Mitt Romney with binders full of women. And they started then beating the drum on the falsehood of uh, pay inequality. And the Republican Party has done a really lousy job of fighting back on that because it's absolutely not true. And so here we've got the Democrats coming off of a loss on this Green New Deal for AOC. Uh, you, you've written an article, a blog post, why the pay gap is really a choice gap. And I think it's really important. This may not be like the most exciting topic of the day, but this is really important because it's through these identity politics and false information, disinformation, that, that they make inroads into the country. Explain the Paycheck Fairness Act and, the, and, and give us an accurate account of what's really going on here, if there is even any wage gap. Yeah, so the Paycheck Fairness Act is an iteration of a 20-year-old bill. Democrats have literally been trying to pass this for two decades uh, with the same solution in front of a changing problem. And it purports to address what they call the wage gap, which is that the Census Bureau statistics that women working full-time earn 80% of what men do. Uh, their solution is to basically take 
existing statutory uh, pay discrimination statutes. So things that already exist in law that prohibit wage discrimination, uh, and they want to enforce them more strictly. It also prevents employers from using salary and benefits history uh, in hiring. So they cannot this, it, this bill passed into law is to say you cannot consider what the person is making. You cannot consider any of that in hiring them now. Uh, but I, in reviewing a, num- a bunch of survey data, came to the conclusion that this is actually a choice gap. It's not a wage gap. And I reviewed uh, tons of survey data of, of women in the workplace, which basically says this. Uh, women prioritize different things than men. Uh, instead of prioritizing higher pay, they prioritize flexibility in the workplace mm-hmm. and work-life balance, and they choose jobs, sometimes passing up promotions and higher pay, uh, that prioritize those things. Men are opposite. But when you survey men, they prioritize higher pay over workplace flexibility or work-life balance. Uh, so in many cases, women are actually choosing to make lower money. Uh, that's not to say that discrimination doesn't exist, uh, that those things shouldn't be challenged in court where they exist because of abuse. Those things should go forward. But the left claim that the only reason women make less than men is this pervasive culture of discrimination is just false. And in fact, their data point uh, that women make 80% uh, on the dollar to to every man is actually wrong because it's not an apples-to-apples comparison. It's just a ratio of what full-time women make to what full-time men make. When you do an apples-to-apples comparison, when you compare women and men working in the same job, it actually rises to 92% on the dollar. Um, so there is an enhanced perspective that needs to be taken into account when we talk about this. Women make choices. And the left is the party of women's empowerment. That's what they tell us all the time. So why the left refuses to support these choices uh, and and ignores them, uh, I think you can see very clearly it's for a political benefit, not recognizing an actual problem that exists. Absolutely. And I think one of the reasons why, and and I just want to recap what you were saying is, the numbers that they're using is based on just saying uh, women uh, uh, are are making on average $30 an hour, men are making on average $50 an hour, even though you could have... Uh, women working as a receptionist compared to a man who's who's a CEO of a corporation. So we're not that's not an, an accurate comparison. And, and then you're also talking about choices. One of the choices you talk about in your in your article in your blog post that is so important that uh, the, that I think the left is concerned about is that you talk about I don't remember the exact percentage, but women are choosing and it is a choice to stay at home with their children or and or to take less demanding work so that they can be for their children. And that is not a choice that the left want women to make. They want women to be made to feel bad if they're a stay-at-home mom. That's not considered a valid choice for the left. So they don't want Americans to understand that women are making less because in the years 25, ages 25 to 35, your prime, you know, baby-making years, which is also the prime years in which a man is launching his career and and having career growth. I just knocked coffee all over myself because I'm getting all gesticulating. Um, That those, that those choices have a great impact on people's. If you're a 30-year-old woman and you decide to stay at home with your kids and a man's 30 and he's out there busting it, who's going to make more money? Well, that's right. And it's, what's interesting is there's another survey that I highlight in the article that actually asks women who have gone through this at the end of you know rearing children, did you regret it? Even though acknowledging it did curtail your career growth, did you regret doing this? And they say no. 
You also talk about, yeah, excuse me for interrupting. You also talk about how people like to use the European comparison. Oh, we hear that all the time. Mm -hmm. And uh, you talk about in your article about um, even countries that have generous welfare systems where new parents get an entire year off for paid leave and the government pays for nursery care. The wage gap is the same as the United States. No, it is. And the reason uh, is because women choose to stay home in those countries. They actually choose to stay home, and that impacts the, the wage uh, gap in, in these countries. And it also, a lot of these countries, and I cite a New York Times article that references this, that says, look, these laws in these countries that are designed to help women go back to work after they have children usually mean women stagnate. They get stuck in these middle management positions. They don't move up. And the, even the New York Times acknowledges that women in the United States work less but when they do go back to work, they are largely more successful at climbing the corporate ladder than women in Europe. And, so and, again, oh, excuse me sorry, for interrupting. I was also going to say you ha- you also have some other percentages in here that when that um, when comparing the same job against men and women, the pay is almost the same. Also, women report. I think it's ninety something percent report that in their workplace, not only are they paid the same if, uh, or or at least close to the same, they also have the same opportunities for growth and and adma- career advancement. This is really important. And you know, when conservatives start debating economics and start debating policy and all this kind of stuff, they tend to get tripped up when somebody throws out uh, a, a stat that's incorrect, like women are paid seven seventy cent, you know, seven cents. On, on a dime or 70 cents on a dollar compared to men. And conservatives aren't armed with facts in order to counter that argument. So people need to get Rachel's article, jot down some notes, keep it in your phone. So if you're going to debate with somebody or you're going to get in, an, in, in a debate with somebody on Facebook or Twitter or whatever, have the stats ready for yourself to, to make an argument. Because we can win this in the, in the arena of ideas. Can we not, Rachel? Final thought before we have to go. No, I agree. Look, survey after survey, women say, hey, I make choices. I'm happy with those choices. I prioritize other things over pay. Uh, that's just what I do. There is not a rampant culture of discrimination. There is discrimination, but not a rampant culture of one. And we need to respect women's choices like the left tells us to all the time. All right. Well, thank you for being here, Rachel Bovard. Thank you so much. All right. Now, we're going to take a break. We come back. We're going to shift gears a little bit because we are at a breaking point in this country. At a breaking point, certainly at the border, they're estimating in Texas alone to apprehend 100,000 illegal immigrants coming across the border. We are in desperate times, and we're going to discuss that when we come back from the break. Want more Andrea Kay? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea Kay Show and like her Facebook page at Andrea Kay, spelled K-A-Y-E. Statistics have shown that at some point you will die. In fact, I could die during this commercial. Now that I have your attention, this is tax and estate planning attorney Rod Hatley of the Hatley Law Group. Because life happens, it makes sense to have an estate plan in place much the same way you probably have life insurance to provide for your family. An estate plan is a set of instructions for how you want your assets to be passed on in a way that works for you and your loved ones. For a free consultation, give me a call at 858-792-3444, 858-792-3444. I can't wait to help protect your family's legacy. The goal of your small business is to make money. So why do you give so much of it to the IRS? The small business tax specialists at AV Areas offer proven, proactive, performance-driven strategies so you keep more of your hard-earned money and give less to the IRS. Call Al Arias at AV Arias Company, your small business tax specialists. 619-296-2123. 619-296-2123. Online at avariasco.com. 
FM 96.1 North County, AM 1170 San Diego. The answer. Did you know that homeowners are throwing thousands of dollars out the window every year? It's true. You would be amazed at the amount of money wasted on energy bills because of bad windows. Brothers Windows wants to help you. Right now, get up to $1,000 off on windows installed. For 25 years, Brothers Windows has helped thousands of homeowners like you save money on heating and air conditioning bills by installing beautiful, low E energy efficient windows. Brothers Home Improvement is a family of nine brothers and sisters always striving for your complete satisfaction. They're trusted quality window experts with unbeatable guarantees. Call today for a free estimate and find out how you can get up to $1,000 off newly installed windows. Call Brothers Windows at 619-389-2122. That's 389-2122. Or go to San Diego Window experts.com that's san diego window experts.com picture what your life would be like with lower mortgage payments or the option to choose your monthly payments does that get your attention hi this is dennis prager take control of your mortgage with aramco mortgage they've got an exciting and simple opportunity for you to lower your monthly mortgage access a cash out refinance or consolidate your debt giving you more money every month and the stability security and peace of mind to enjoy your life but you need to hurry current low rate and high home equity won't last forever call aramco today 800-411-8441-800-411 411-8441 or visit aramco.biz B-I-Z. Whether you're purchasing a home, refinancing, or even buying an investment property, take advantage of Aramco's low rates and common sense financing. Call Aramco today before this opportunity is gone. 800-411-8441 800-411-8441 Aramco. Purchase. Refinance. Reverse. DRE 01853626. NMLS 277316. Borrowers are responsible for property taxes and insurance. Not all borrowers qualify. Call for details. Message and data rates may apply. Guys, got hair loss? I know what you're thinking. Should I shave my head? Comb it over? Wear a hat? Just stop. This isn't 1970. Keep your hair and your confidence because Bosley, America's number one hair restoration expert, can give you your real hair back permanently. Check them out today because they're giving away an absolutely free information kit and a free gift card to everyone who texts star 11 to 85850. Dude, you don't have to look like your dad because this isn't your dad's hair loss treatment. People all over the country trust Bosley because they're ahead of the curve. They use the latest technology to give you your real hair back. And the best part, Bosley's permanent solution is protected by the Bosley guarantee. Let them show you for free how awesome your hair could look with an absolutely free information kit and a gift card for $250 off. Text STAR11 to 85850. Ask about the Bosley guarantee. S-T-A-R-11 to 85850. FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. Andrea K telling you like it is all while eating a donut. The Andrea K show on the Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K show. I was just trying to research a, a story that I saw reported on local news as I sat down that in the state of Louisiana that the ICE was forcing or that immigrant detainees were refusing to eat. Uh, and but I can't find any news associated with that online. So that's not the first time that I've heard uh, local news stories. I was coming live that I couldn't I couldn't verify uh, over the internet. Here's uh, 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 the Epic Times is reporting. Did you guys hear this on the news? I didn't. I sixty eight in West Virginia was shut down by police due to a threat to kill President Trump. 
This should be all over the news everywhere. I got three. I got three monitors on in my studio, and I haven't seen it here. It was shut down by poli- uh, by police after threats were made to kill President Trump and blow up the Pentagon. Uh, according to reports, West Virginia police confirmed it that the highway was closed down for several hours. A 42-year-old man was detained for questioning. They searched his vehicle, finding explosive powder and a firearm. So the FBI is uh, in the middle of figuring this out and investigating this situation. I don't think I don't think I can recall in the eight years of President Obama that that there was a credible threat that involved somebody who actually had firepower on him and explosives in the course of a threat being leveled. I can recall people like a local guy in San Diego who tweeted out something that he kind of was visited by Secret Service over a comment about Obama, but nothing like this. But this is what you're going to have when you have two and a half years of mainstream media lying all day, every day, calling him a traitor to this country, accusing him of stealing an election by colluding with an enemy of this country, by spending 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year, calling him a racist who hates black people, gay people, every other kind of people, which as I talked about, at the top of the break, I've given uh, since the beginning of the show quite a few examples of how it's absolutely the opposite, opposite that's true. But when somebody is fed, when, when, a, when a country is fed that kind of hatred all day, every day, it's going to inflame people. And then you're going to have this. It's crazy. Um, so the border, we are at a breaking point. Uh, the, according to down in Texas... Um, we've got, I can't remember his name. He's the, the, I guess the spokesperson for the, for the border patrol, uh, says that we are at a breaking point. Oh, he's the, uh, customs and border patrol protection commissioner, Kevin McElan. He called on Congress to help and he's reassigning. He's having to pull 750 federal agents stationed at some of the, the country, the country's busiest international bridges and trade zones to try to help border agents. They are on pace to apprehend 100,000 immigrants this month alone along the Southwest border. This is just in Texas. He he goes on to say a crisis level is 6,000, 13,000 which they now have more. They have 13,400 in this month alone is unprecedented. He spoke before Congress, who continues to say it's not a crisis, and said that what they needed to do, in addition to getting the border, President Trump, he, you know, he vetoed their attempt to stop his national emergency. He's getting a, million, a billion dollars from the military, but that alone is not enough because according to McLeland, he's called upon Congress to stop the legislation that's providing such a magnet. He goes on to explain that U.S. laws that prevent families and unaccompanied minors from being detained for prolonged periods of time after turning themselves in is the magnet. He wants them to change the laws in order to help the crisis. He goes on to say that our courts have told us that only 10 to 15 percent of these Central American migrants have a legitimate asylum claim. And those with a legitimate claim are having to wait two to five years to be heard. This is an absolute crisis. And because the detention facilities are full... They're forced to release them out into society. So how many more murders? How many more rapes? How many more rapes and molestation of children? How many more DUI fatalities or severe injuries are we going to have in this country as a result of this? Just the thousands that are being let go this month alone. A certain percentage of them absolutely will murder and rape and drive drunk 
And you know what? They'll be released into society again, no matter how many ICE detainees, uh, detainers will be placed against them. We're at the point now to where, where, where the, a border wall isn't going to stop it. We, need, we do need comprehensive immigration reform, and it includes sanity from Congress to stop this from happening. Before I go to break, I want to read a statement from Betsy DeVos, who continues to be uh, completely defamed on social media uh, for uh, supposedly defunding Special Olympics. She says, and I quote, it is unacceptable, shameful, and counterproductive that the media and some members of Congress have spun up falsehoods and fully misrepresented the facts. Make no mistake, we are focused every day on raising expectations and improving outcomes for infants and toddlers, children and youth with disabilities, and are committed to confronting and addressing anything that stands in the way of their success. The president's budget reflects that commitment. It supports our nation's 7 million students with disabilities through a $13.2 billion request for IDEA funding, the same funding level appropriated by Congress. All of that money goes directly to states to ensure students with disabilities have the resources and supports they need. The budget also requests an additional $225.6 million for competitively awarded grants to support teacher preparation, research, and technical assistance to support students with disabilities. The Special Olympics is not a federal program. It's a private organization. I love its work, and I have personally supported its mission. Because of its important work, it is able to raise more than $100 million each year. There are dozens of worthy nonprofits that support students and adults with disabilities that don't get a dime of federal grant money. But given our current budget realities, the federal government cannot fund every worthy program, particularly ones that enjoy robust support from private donations. So this attempt to defame Betsy DeVos is also an attempt to go at the Trump administration because they can't stand the fact that he's president of the United States. They're reeling off of their hatred and their anger over the fact that the Mueller report came out and he was cleared of any collusion and obstruction. So this is this is another way to try to defame him, like I've talked about, to say that he is, in, which is why he ended up with a death threat on him today, to say that now he, first, he hates minorities, he hates gay people, and of course he hates people with disabilities. This is an outright lie, and this is absolutely shameful, and Betsy DeVos is right. And oh, by the way, the result of my poll uh, question that I had yesterday on Twitter, which is should taxpayers fund Special Olympics, it was close, but 51% said no, that we should not fund Special Olympics. And clearly, if they're getting $100 million a year of private funding, they don't need any taxpayer support for that. We're going to take a break. We come back. We've got to get into a little um, discussion on um, the suppression of free speech in Americans and its continuation by... uh, Islamist leaders here in America. So we're going to talk about that when we come back. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K, spelled K A Y E. Many of us know how high school today is not the same as the high school in the 60s and 70s. Pressure to achieve, the competitiveness, the anxiety to fit in, and the loneliness has made being a teenager a pretty tough job today. In Bob Walter's book, Facing Reality in American Education, he looks at ways to help young people understand how amazing they really are, for students to discover their gifts and talents, to excel and be all they can be. I'm sure you agree. Purchase your copy of Facing Reality in American Education today at Amazon.com. You don't know what you don't know. Your assets don't have to be paid off to need an estate plan. 
Andrea Kay here. Recently recognized top San Diego attorney Rod Hatley is honest, fair, caring, and has helped so many of my friends. It's in Rod's heart to help others avoid what he experienced firsthand, a costly, devastating seven-year probate after his father's death. Don't let your assets, paid off or not, go to probate. For your free consultation, contact Rod through his website, HatleyLawGroup.com. That's H-A-T-L-E-Y LawGroup.com. HatleyLawGroup.com. FM 96.1 North County, AM 1170 San Diego. The answer. This report is sponsored by the Word on Wealth Financial Network. Here's the Word on Wealth, a retirement update from five-star wealth manager, certified financial planner, Marty Schneider, the retirement professor. Greetings, friends, and welcome to this edition of the Word on Wealth. Marty Schneider here. You know, one of the great challenges that prospective pre-retirees have is the allocation of their funds. So after some study and some time, Wells Fargo started the very first of what has come to be known as the target date funds where people could select a particular fund inside their 401k based on what has now become to known as their glide path. So if you are intending to retire in the next five years, you might buy a target fund 2020 or 2025. Call me for your retirement planning consultation. 800-727-PLAN is my office number here in Mission Valley. 800-727-7526. You can also go to my website, theretirementprofessor.com. That's it for this edition of The Word on Wealth. I am the retirement professor, Marty Schneider. I'll be back with you right here on these very same Salem Network Stations. This is Michael Medved at michaelmedved.com for Town Hall. On the campaign trail, several leading Democratic presidential candidates expressed support for the concept of reparations paid to black people to compensate for the crimes of slavery. The most uncomfortable questions about this terrible suggestion aren't what it says about the past, but what it means for our future. Most advocates want reparations paid out over time, not in a single lump sum. But when would the payments end? And what about an African-American baby born in, say, 2050? Would she be entitled to reparations, too? Affirmative action was supposed to be a temporary program terminated once equality was achieved. And yet it's continued to give preferential treatment based on race for more than 50 years. If government bonuses like race-based preferences in college admission and some hiring go on indefinitely then that would perpetuate racial differences rather than unifying the country. I'm Michael Medved. Imagine doing one thing that gives you an entirely different perspective about your place in the world. Think it would be worth it? Dennis Prager here inviting you to join me for a 10-day Stand with Israel tour, a tour through the land of Israel in December 2019. Come with me to get first-hand insight into Israel's fascinating past and promising future. Walk the ancient temple steps, sail on the Sea of Galilee, and so many more unforgettable moments. Return home inspired, renewed, and empowered. If you've ever dreamed of seeing Israel, this is your opportunity with expert guides and important lectures at key sites. We'll be together in the comfort and safety of luxurious accommodations the whole time. Join me for a life-changing adventure to give you a renewed sense of purpose. An extraordinary adventure to Israel can be yours. Join the Stand with Israel tour with Dennis Prager and Mike Gallagher happening December 2nd through the 11th, 2019. Learn more today at TheAnswerSanDiego.com. That's TheAnswerSanDiego.com. FM 96.1 AM 1170. The Answer. You're listening not, to the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. I will not, will not whip a goat. <laughs> I will not eat them in the rain. I will not eat them on a train. <laughs> not in the dark, not on a tree. 
Not in a car, you let me be. Oh, yeah. Well, you know what? We're not going to let it be what's happening in this country and what, what happened with Jesse Smollett. You know what? The federal, uh, the feds are investigating Mr. Smollett, sending himself a death threat in the mail. The feds are investigating what went on with this Ms. Fox and her ties to Michelle Obama. If I could rhyme it, I would, but I can't rhyme it. But I wish I could. Okay, I was kind of close there. Uh, Speaking of the rule of law, um, you know what? I didn't have a chance. We've actually got our our little sign tonight talking about Obamacare. We don't go go and bye-bye. We don't really have a lot of details yet in terms of we know that President Trump is not abandoning the need to drain the swamp and hold people accountable for what has been done with the FBI and DOJ deep state coup attempt. But there's definitely a movement on, on President Trump's end, clearly, as you can see, to try to, to uh, take this opportunity now that, that is, the Mueller investigation is over to try to get some good, good movement on his agenda items, as, particularly since we got 2020 coming up. The, going back to 2014, they, the American voters wanted us to seal the border. We just talked about that and why. And they wanted a repeal and replacement of Obamacare. And so President Trump said that his goal is he's going to get rid of Obamacare. They've already gotten rid of the mandate and he wants the GOP to become the party of health care. I would like it to go back, not have any government association or party affiliation, but you know, there's still some free market solutions that the Republican party has yet to implement. They should have had it ready to go day one and they didn't, um, but we still have the Senate and there's things that, that can be done. So hopefully it will happen there. Um, but you know, and, and getting back to the rule of law and it being done in this country, uh, the rule of law has been abandoned with we've seen with sanctuary cities and open borders, with elites getting away with crimes. We've also seen it with activist judges legislating from the bench. Case in point today, uh, the Trump administration, as we reported on, uh, came up with ru- work rules, which was something that Bill Clinton did. He said that he wanted welfare to be transactional, meaning you weren't supposed to get any welfare benefits unless you actually did some work. To pay for it. So President Trump, when he came to Medicaid, wanted to implement some work rules, which makes sense. And you know what? The work rules were really still just part-time, but able-bodied, and it was only involving able-bodied people, that if you could work, you should not get free health care without doing some work. So a judge has blocked the Medicaid work rules, and he says that... um, He stopped short of deciding the central question of whether work requirements are incompatible with Medicaid, um, because they are, and it's been done before, and it's in place in other states. But he said that um, it was arbitrary and capricious because it did not address whether and how the project would implicate the core objective of Medicaid, the provision of medical care to the needy. Well, the same way anybody else gets their medical care. When you ain't working, you go to the doctor. There's nothing about a work requirement to keep somebody from being able to get medical care, particularly since the work requirement is only part-time. We know what this is. That doesn't even make sense. This is about a judge legislating from the bench to try to continue the leftist agenda. We need more, you know, one of the reasons why we need to be really grateful that we've got President Trump is he's trying to do everything he can to fill as many judgeships around the country as possible with judges that don't see their role as legislating from the bench, but actually to uphold the U.S. Constitution. 
Uh, shifting gears, um, since New Zealand, you know, we've we, Judge Janine, by the way, is is still not come back from Fox News. She won a lawsuit against BLM. She was taken off the air because the front group for Hamas, CARE, complained. The same group that got Laura Loomer, uh, got Twitter, basically, to adhere to Pakistan's Sharia compliancy, got, which got Laura Loomer and others banned from Twitter. Uh, they're, you know, the... the it just goes to show those two examples right there of these Islamist organizations and the and, and the push and the agenda to silence us. And by silencing Americans, then we'll sit back and we'll we'll allow that we will lay the groundwork to be being taken over from within. Case in point, uh, they this uh, Asam Omesh. I don't know how to pronounce his name. He's an Islamic leader here in America. He's come up with a list. Of of tool of terms that we should not be allowed to say in this country anymore, and if they are said, it means that we are Islamophobic. So watch this to be the next set of of rules that are going to be applied to anybody in media and Americans today. We're not going to be allowed, according to him, we should not be allowed to say Islamist extremist, radical Islam. Those have to go. Um, these will be considered Islamic violence. Um, will be considered Islamophobic terms. And this is a man who's a board member of the Dar al-Hajira Islamic Center in Falls Church, Virginia, which has expressed Muslim Brotherhood sympathies. Now, Muslim Brotherhood, we still can't even get our Congress to declare them the terrorist organization that they are. Their manifesto is to replace the Constitution with the Koran. And this is a way to go about doing it. Inch by inch by inch, death by a thousand cuts, to use our good hearts against us, to use political correctness against us, to use the laws of the land and freedom of religion and uh, and sympathies, to use it against us in order to gain control. When you can have, when, when an organization that's the front group for Hamas can have a former judge and TV host taken off the air for exercising her freedom of speech, we need to be concerned about this and this movement here because these terms, by the way, uh, when Bob Mueller was the head of the FBI, he did. He, this is what he did to our investigative bodies. He removed anything related to Islamic terror and jihad and Sharia from the investigative tools of those. It's why we had the Pulse nightclub sh- club shooting, for example. It's why Richard Pearl was taken off the investigations into the mosques in America, which he thinks could have stopped and prevented the San Bernardino massacre. So this same guy, while going to this Omesh guy, served as the president of the Muslim American of Society, uh, Muslim American Society, which a Chicago Tribune investigation reported was established as a branch of the Muslim Brotherhood. So this guy's the Muslim Brotherhood. In 2000, he spoke at a Jerusalem Day rally in D.C. saying the Palestinians had had learned that the jihad way is the way to liberate your land, he said. And he encouraged the crowd to take action that would make this administration change its mind about its unconditional support for the Zionist entity in Philistine. So we have the enemy within and going on in this country right now. We need to make sure and we must Make sure that we do not allow this to take root in this country. They're trying to exploit the fact that there was a terrorist attack in a mosque in New Zealand as a way to try to gain control over us and deny us our First Amendment rights in order to condition an entire country against realizing the threat that we face that killed 3,000 people on 9-11. That ideology is real. 
And as Nani Darwish said, we must be courageous enough to name the enemy and its location. The enemy is Islam, and it is alive and well in this country in the form of the Muslim Brotherhood and the Council for American Islamic Relations. Because their goal is to take us over from within. And that is the, that is the absolute truth. And I'm going to continue to speak the truth as long as I'm able to. And I'll be right back here tomorrow night doing what I do, 6 p.m. Pacific time. Thank you all for being here. Appreciate it. Thank you, DJ Carrot Sticks. Thank you, Rachel Bovard. Y'all have a great night. <laughs>